for the Alliance. For the Horde! Slay them all! Your mum's a bearded ogre and your father's a trog! Welcome back to Casually Casual Cast. I am your host, Harena Swift. This is the Warcraft podcast for those who are hardcore about not being hardcore. In each episode, I cover Warcraft retail and WoW Classic news in and out of Azeroth. I cruise those forums and share community feedback. I also share some adventures that I've had in Azeroth and finish by taking a trip through Trade Chat where I cover in-game events and stuff that the community is holding for the World of Warcraft community. Today's date is October 13th, 2022, and it is episode 14. I almost said it was October 14th, and I'm like, no, it's episode 14. You can have your thoughts, opinions, stories, adventures, and your recruiting needs shared on the show too, as well as your Warcraft content. You can also have that shared on the show by tweeting Warcraft Casual. You can uh, tweet me and follow me also at Harena, H-A-R-A-I-N-N-A. You can also email the show at casuallycasualcast at gmail.com, and you can find past episodes the show notes for Casual Casual Cast and the rest of the podcasts I host at CozyPodcastNetwork.com. So let's dive into that World of Warcraft retail news first. Here we go. It is Warcraft retail news time. In Dragonflight, we may now gain two new titles by eating the Black Dragons in World of Warcraft, by completing daily missions in World of Warcraft in favor of Rathian or Sibelian, the two contenders for the position of the next aspect of the Black Dragonflight, we will have the chance to earn these titles. Rathian should be familiar to some of us who have played through Cataclysm, Miss of Pandaria, or Battle for Azeroth since its incubation, the ethically questionable young dragon has helped Azeroth. We also can obtain the Agent of the Black Prince title and the loyalty to the Prince accomplishment by backing Rathian in his bid for the Obsidian Throne and raising his reputation to the maximum. Sibelian, on the other hand, is a face players have not seen since the Burning Crusade. One of the last living direct children of Deathwing, Sibelian seemingly avoided the madness of his brethren by hiding in the broken world of Outland. Now he has returned to Azeroth with a full brood of uncorrupted black dragons and seeks to claim his birthright as the new aspect. Players who aid him earn the Obsidian Bloodline achievement and the Paragon of the Obsidian Brood title. Many who have been paying attention to the several iterations of the endgame gear that has been shared from the beta for Dragonflight and have gotten a chance to see how it looks on their characters are voicing that they are unhappy because the Evoker class tier set has been said by many to look awful on the Drakthir's dragon form. 
The Drakthir are the brand new race that will join Dragonflight in World of Warcraft. We may easily switch between the two available forms, the Visage form, which is an elf-like humanoid who can freely wear armor and gear, and then there's the Drakthir's original shape, on the other hand, which is the Dragon form, and that is the one that we must assume while using certain skills. And the majority of the character's armor, while we're in our Drakthir form, is concealed. So, unfortunately, this also applies to the special tier set from the Dragonflight Raid, Vault of the Incarnates. The tier set for the Evoker, the only class in the world of Warcraft is that is accessible to Drakthir, is intense and commanding with razor-sharp armor that resembles stone and shimmering elemental energy. Many have said that Drakthir Evokers look fantastic in their visage form in the tier set. However, everything except for the belt and shoulder pads vanish when they become the Drakthir dragon form, giving them a pretty lackluster and unattractive appearance, leaving many to voice that they are dissatisfied with the sun result. Many have observed the tier set concept image appeared to depict the evoker armor on a visage form rather than that Drakthir form, which was released in the which will be released in the Dragonflight expansion. So the idea that the armor might not even display on the Drakthir dragon form is what some of the players are expressing their distaste over and also their concern over. And many feel that it has been confirmed that this is the way it's going to be. So this may feel like a bad omen for the future of the new race as if the Evoker tier set on Drakthir is only avail is only like visible when you're in your human elf visage form. So with the Drakthir Evoker, World of Warcraft is intended to create that fantasy of being a playable dragon character. But however, restricting the heaviest armor in the game to being visible on the visage form detracts from that goal. So players must decide between displaying their armor in their visage forms and appearing as a real dragon, leaving many to feel like this defeats the whole point of the race. Now, I... Hmm, I can kind of see, I understand why some people are concerned and why they don't like this, but I kind of feel like the wargans that we play, we still get to be able to wear our gear and our gear is visible when we play in our worgen form and we hop back and forth between worgen and our humanoid form. So I can see where some people are like, why can't we have our armor on as our dragon form. But then you have a group of people saying, well, this is supposed to be giving us that authentic playing as a dragon feel. So when you hop into your dragon form, you should look like your dragon. And, but then you could argue, well, if you're showing the belt and the shoulder pads, then why not just finish the look? You know what I mean? So I guess I can see all different sides. I really could care less. I'm not that invested, honestly, but I understand some people are. And um, that's that's your choice, right? That's the beautiful thing about having opinions. So I don't really feel like I'm gonna get all bent out of shape over it, but I understand where some people would be scratching their head going, why if we're gonna bust our butt, to get this gear and to collect this tier set, then our, it is only visible 
half the time, depending on how often you spend time in one form or another. So I definitely see the concern and you know, your feelings are valid on that because we have a right to our feelings on stuff like this. So uh, let's move on. There's some other things that players are noticing as stuff starts to be shared out of the beta. And one of them is the graphic comparison of the differences between the rare portraits before and after the Dragonflight update was submitted to the game subreddit. Uh, there was a Reddit user named Luck4 that noticed, hey, this is weird, the rare Monsters and non-player characters have had a dragon wrapped around their circular image since the game's release, which has become distinctive and unforgettable for many of us WoW players. And the dragon has since been completely eliminated and replaced with just a gold-plated circle with the Dragonflight expansion. This change has actually infuriated some fans because they went to Reddit to voice their opinions and many Reddit users soon drew attention to that fact that the, that us Azerothians would need now to download an additional user interface in order to just add the dragon back to the game's portraits. It's interesting, you know, that World of Warcraft, us World of Warcraft players, who data mined the game, discovered that Blizzard had updated different versions of the rare portrait dragons, but had also chosen not to utilize them in the beta or even public test realms. And the new, more refined silver and golden dragons have actually have a considerably more contemporary look. And that's quote saying that they should really bring back the silver dragon. One of the our fellow Ezrealthians had posted since it delivered a rush seeing it because it suggested that this was an adversary that had a very strong chance of dropping uncommon and unique stuff and also let's not forget to add will also have a high tendency to kick your butt you know it's always nice to know this out of time it's difficult to understand you know like why the creators decided to just eliminate one of the game's more recognizable iconic dragons wrapped around the portrait on these rare mobs um, especially given that Dragonflight is a dragon-focused expansion. You know, I definitely see, once again, I can see, like, why this is, like, leave you scratching your head. Like, it is a dragon expansion, so you go and remove the dragon from the elite rare mobs out of the world like why you know I just think having that dragon there kind of gave it a sense of like you know ugh. you know it was just like this this is this isn't just a normal you know boss or just world boss or a mob this is a special one this is one that can kick your butt and also drop some new gear or something you know neat right and now it's just like a basic silver and gold ring. And yeah, it's why take our flare away, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, let's move on. All right. There's a brand new WoW book that has been listed on Amazon that was found, found, I say it was data mined because we have all those data mining wizards 
just going through the beta and they actually go through real world beta apparently and they brought back this book to let us know that is going to be uh, being released next year it's called the dragonflight codex it is a book that is said to contain 100 never before seen pictures of the soaring creatures that will take center role in dragonflight the book is planned to serve as a thorough reference for all of Azeroth's dragons, both ancient and modern. Khadgar is not a bronze dragon, despite what the Amazon description says in on the book. What the... <laughs> despite what the Amazon description on the book says. Harina can talk sometimes. <laughs> so, I'm leaving it in. I'm not editing it out. <laughs> so... Yeah, according to WoW's narrative head, Steve Danuser, Khadgar is a, quote, intelligent bronze dragon. Initially seen by some as a spoiler for the expansion, the revelation turned out to be merely inaccurate information. Khadgar may occasionally apply bronzer to give his complexion a glow up, but he doesn't spend much time outside the tower. So, he's not a bronze dragon, according to Dan Uzer. The publisher of Dragonflight Codex is Insight Editions, which is renowned for turning popular intellectual property into art books that ardent fans may collect. The firm has previously released World of Warcraft publications, including World of Warcraft, the official cookbook, and A is for Azeroth, A, B's, and C's of Warcraft. So, although it has also been formally announced, it actually hasn't been formally announced. Apparently, I also can't read. Um, the new Dragonflight book may possibly be a sequel to the 2021's Grimoire of the Shadowlands and Beyond, each book which is legally licensed by the game's creative bl creator, Blizzard Entertainment, adds to the world's story and graphic details. So, if this sounds like something you are excited about, the anticipated publication date of Dragonflight Codex is July 11th, 2023. And you know, you know, what am I going to say right now? I'm going to tell you that I put the link in the show notes, okay? Because I have, I, I have to say that at least 47... 0.5 times an episode just to get it hit that home that I put the freaking links in their show notes. <laughs> as if you didn't already know <laughs> so let's move on the winds of wisdom 50% experience buff is now live if you're just returning after a hiatus from World of Warcraft, leveling another character or two, or even preparing to get ready for Dragonflight expansion, which, hello, that's what most of us are doing, this is exactly the perfect time to jump into the game. Because beginning the week of October 4th, that was last week, each region's local weekly reset, all of World of Warcraft players for retail level 10 to 59 will gain experience buff called Winds of Wisdom, which will increase experience gains by 50%. Don't delay, the winds will shift once more when the new Drakthir Evoker comes playable during the Dragonflight pre-expansion patch, and the experience buff will no longer be available. And, you know, just in case you 
over there hanging out in Wrath, World of Warcraft Classic. It does not, it does not apply to you. So don't you get your excited, exciting, excitement pants up in a excitement. I don't know what I'm going with it. Let's hop into some more classic news. Let's go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Oh, right now it is time for your WoW Classic News. On October 11th, 2022, there were some hotfixes for Wrath of the Lich King Classic, Will to Survive, which is a human racial ability, and PvP trinket trinkets. I'm going to say trinkets. <laughs> some of y'all are some trinkets. Um, the PvP trinkets now clear the effect of Shackle Undead, fixed several gathering nodes that would display an already being looted air. I hate that. I honestly do. I've had that happen before. So I'm glad that they are fixing this. <laughs> you go to go in and get a node and it's like, that's already being looted. You're like, duh, I'm the one looting it, you derp. But all right, moving on. Feast that grant spell power as part of their well-fed bonus will now properly increase healing power as intended. And the last remaining Scourge have retreated and are no longer attacking capital cities on some realms. Man, I should—I was going to bake them some cookies and send them packing. For quests, there were a fixed an issue with Aces High that prevented Wormrust Sky Talons from using Flame Shield. Wild Worms now spawn more frequently during the How to Kill Your Dragon quest. And Smoldering Scraps now respawn quicker during the quest Hot and Cold. I know it would be great if they would hot fix Azeroth and throw in some more ore. Just sprinkle that crap all over both continents. It would be, be all, all the continents. Now that there's an additional continent. I'm still back apparently and vanilla, where there's only Kalimdor and Eastern Kingdoms. <laughs> Let's sprinkle some more in all four continents, please. Please and thank you. Let's do that. I, I would love to see that on the Razzle King hotfixes. More ore for everybody, because it has been a... It is, I thought it'd be better, but it's a little bit better. I just thought it would be extra better, but it's not yet. There still just seems to be such a, like, yeah, a drought on the rocks across the four rocks all right let's hop on that okay blue trackers <laughs> and if you did not know transfer restrictions and free character transfers are now available the list of changes has been updated on october 12th and uh, for the wrath of lich king classic you can now, um, as of October 12th, the Sky Fury Realm has been unlocked for new character creation. And I want to say that was the PvP Realm because I, I feel I feel like that was... The, I'm going to have to look now because now I don't want to be like, Yo, that was the PvP Realm and then have it not be. Let me check. Boom! I was right. Sky Fury is a PvP and it was for newer players and now it is unlocked and you can actually go there. So, and you can now, it is open for new players. So, that is a thing. 
Esports welcomes the Lich King's return. With the release of Wrath of the Lich King Classic, it is time for more WoW Esports events. I know when you woke up this morning, you scratched your chin and maybe something else, I don't know. Um, and you said, you know what I'm really, really craving? I'm craving some WoW Esports events, but in Classic. And the time has come for your wishes to be granted because they are very excited to showcase their very first raid event for the classic community in the undying challenge and a return to the classic arena tournament for the amazing pvp community for the undying challenge this really does sound interesting while many adventurers have conquered Naxxramas before few are as fast and efficient as two of the top speed running guilds in their home realms those are Progress, EU Firemaw, and Space Force, which is U.S. Iranicus. But what if they didn't have all the best items in near limited time to gear up, you ask? Well, don't you worry. The Undying Challenge gives these two guilds basic level 80 characters and limited time to gear up, and then has them speed run through, speed run through Naxxramas. So you're wondering, can these guilds conquer the challenge without dying? I am actually wondering that. <laughs> so watch them take on the Undying Challenge on October 22nd and October 23rd live on YouTube and Twitch. With the Lich King's return, it is also time to crown the top players from Europe and North America in the 2022 Classic Arena Tournament. Make a team, compete, and watch the best arena players battle for a combined prize pool of 100,000 US dollars on November 11th through the 13th, live on YouTube and Twitch. Signups are open right now until October 28th, 2022 at 9 a.m. Pacific time ahead of Open Qualifiers, which will be starting on November 5th of 2022. More details are going to be available on the game battles for Europe and North America, so you definitely want to be sure to follow the WoW Esports on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, while also checking out the WoW Classic website for all the latest news as we all get cozy in a return to Northrend. I'm bored. You want to go for a drive? Sure. You know where I'd like to go? Where? I'd like to go cruise some forums. Hmm. Sure. It is time to cruise those forums. And I found this hilarious dialogue meme. I call it a dialogue meme because it literally is a meme, but it's just a dialogue between a player and an NPC that takes place in the Wrath Questing Zone. And I found it on Reddit and it's called Wrath Questing in a Nutshell. And now I will RP it for you. Aren't you lucky? The player. Got a quest for me? The NPC. Go and learn, kill some dudes. Player. Okay, I killed those dudes. NPC. Thanks. Now go back in there and kill different dudes. Player. I could have done that the first time, but alright. Player. Okay, I killed more dudes. NPC. You know those things that you walk by while killing dudes? I need those. Player. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me to get those the first time? NPC. I forgot. But this is the last time, I promise. Player, okay, I got those things. NPC, good. Now go back in there and get those other things. Player, 
For F's sake! I walked by those the first three trips in there, and now you tell me? <laughs> PC. I didn't need them then. I need them now. Player. Okay, I got those things. PC. Good. Now go back in there and kill the head guy. Okay? Player. But I've already killed him four times. He was guarding all the other crap that I, I had to kill for you. NPC, good. Then you know where he is. <laughs> I had to share that because it's so relatable, right? <laughs> How many times have you had to go in and kill the big thing? And you know it's not part of the quest, but there's a sneaking suspicion that you will be going back in there to kill them. Because, like, why is he in there then, right? Just some random big dude over in the corner, and he's by, like, all the things you have to go in there and get. And you're like, mm, I, I should probably just kill you now, but I know I'll be back and I'll have to kill you again for this very reason. <laughs> so, definitely had to share that. It's hilarious. Our next cruise in the forum is off from the WoW Classic forums on Reddit, and it's posted by Sad Storage. But just to let you know, the post starts out in WoW Classic, but just in typical fashion, it takes me on an internet search for actual things for retail WoW. So don't sleep on this post, even though if you're not in World in Wild Classic right now because it leads into some more craft retail. Alright, so the post is by Sad Storage and they said, Hi guys, currently playing the Blood Decay. I'm wondering what easy mounts I can get pretty fast as I'm fed up running around on my DK mount. So they hopped back into Classic WoW, they made their DK and they're just so tired of their horse. <laughs> Right? So, Shrimp City Beach, 1993, said, Bronze Drake from Heroic Calling of Stratholme is a 100% drop if you want a flying mount. Otherwise, I agree um, that there is another post, which we actually will be covering, that the Mag Magwar Kurinai are probably the easiest for ground mounts. You just kill ogres for their beads and there's no cooldown or anything. So then they added, also Rivendare's Death Charger is a 1% drop from normal strat, the level 60-ish dungeon, which sounds low, but you can do runs incredibly quick. So Team Redundancy said, also most people doing heroics have the Drake by now, so you have a really good chance getting it the first time. I often only see one or two people rolling on it. Shuffle 89 work said that is because people don't use it because it's so easy to get. My guild makes fun of me for even riding it. And then City Champ replies to poor Shuffle 89 who sounds like he's around a bunch of not lovely individuals. <laughs> says if them then <laughs> we're playing Wrath. We ride dragons and I use mine as my primary mount until I can get something better. Isn't that just like, <laughs> they're, they're, isn't that just like the lovely people in the world that no matter what, they will see a fun parade and they will just unzip their pants and just pee all over it. 
They're like, how dare you have fun? I must piss on that parade right over there. <laughs> how dare they ride a bronze drink, right? <laughs> how dare they ride a bronze drink? So, microvansa, maghar rep, or whatever the alliance equivalent is. I can't remember the name, which I think in the original um, closer shrimp city said it's Maghar and then Kurinai, as must be the alliance side, Kurinai, can be farmed out in a few hours, grinding ogres in the grand. I don't know if the dynamic spawning is still on out there, but it was super fast in the pre-patch. Also, honor mounts only cost 16k and for the honor points, and you get 5k honor points from Warsong Gulch for a loss, so you can probably get one of those... Oh, wait, I said Warsong Gulch. WG, it's for Wintergrass. Um, you get 5k from Wintergrass for a loss, so you can probably get one of those pretty quickly. And then I put in the Maghar Reputation Guide, which shows you how to get the Talbuk mounts that they're talking about. Because the Maghar is a tribe of uncorrupted orcs from several different clans with a presence in Hellfire Peninsula and Nagran, and whom interact with the Horde and I guess also the Alliance. So there's a guide that covers all that and I put it in the show notes. And then Relic said, try getting the Venom Hide Ravisaur because that is a fun one. It's a 20 day investment of a 10 to 15 minute daily trip to Kalimdor, but worth it in their opinion. And then Cuddles the Mighty said, do your BGs and get your War Strider. And then Fishbot4000 said, the Halloween event is coming up, so you'll have a shot at the Headless Horseman mount. Works pretty much the same as the Brewfest mounts in terms of how you get it. Unlike Brewfest mounts, it flies. Also, later in the next pack, you'll be able to collect the Argent Tournament mounts if you look like F F F U like the look. Let's not get it twisted right now. You can collect the Argent Tournament mounts if you like the look of any of those. They're a little grindy to get, but you'll probably be doing the dailies anyway for rep. Also, while they're there, lower the pop probability drops. Okay, let's try this again. Apparently, I am getting tongue-tied. Also, later in the X-Fact, you'll be able to collect the Argent Tournament mounts if you like the look of any of those. They're a little grindy to get, but you'll probably be doing the dailies anyway for rep. Also, while their lower probability drops, it doesn't take too much time to drop by ZG each week for a chance at the Tiger and Raptor. These do get removed in a later X-Pack. I can't remember if Cat or Mop they added. So now is a good time to start trying if you want them. Also, I think at this point, Ottoman and Kara is soluble, so you could add him to your weekly rotation. And then I wanted to see if there were some retail Warcraft mounts that were fairly easy. And I put the link to that in, guess where, the show notes. But some of the ones that I did find is the Raven Lord. The Suthic Halls Dungeon in Terracar Forest has an extra boss on heroic difficulty. That boss and zoo is sandwiched between the first and final encounters of the instance and is going to be your target f the historic raven lord mount is your goal the dungeon is easily easily clearable and anzu can be reached relatively quickly if you play a high mobility class then there's midnight which is the second boss of the return to kirazan dungeon the atuman the huntsman 
drops Midnight, an updated version of one of WoW's most timeless mounts, the Fiery Warhorse. And then there's a Garn, the Night Howl, Knock Karash, a rare mob on the far west end of Frostfire Ridge, is guaranteed to drop the Garn Night Howl Wolf mount. One of the only mounts with a 100% drop chance, Garn Night Howl is easily one of the quickest and simplest mounts to obtain in the game. And then there's Experiment 12B. I had not seen this one, and I think it's absolutely beautiful. It says it was dropped by Ultraxion in the Dragon Soul Raid. Experiment 12B has one of the prettiest color schemes of all of WoW's original drakes. Its unique pink and gold look makes it the mount worth farming for. Plus, since the boss needed for the mount is encountered relatively early on in the raid, it doesn't take a whole lot of time to farm several attempts. Then there's the Twilight Drake. That mount is guaranteed drop from Sar Sartherion in the Obsidian Sanctum, as long as other drakes in the instance remain alive when the boss goes down. When the Obsidian Sanctum was current content, earning this mount was a near impossible task. Right now, though, it's as easy as walking into the raid, one-shotting Sartherion, Sartherion and ignoring every other enemy in the instance in the process. And then there's the Blue Drake, dropped by Malagos in the Eye of Eternity raid on 10-player or 25-player difficulty. The Blue Drake is one of the more common raid drop mounts in WoW, but it is far more common than the other drake that drops in the Eye of Eternity, the Azure Drake. Time for a side quest. Uh, wh wh what's that over there? Oh, it looks like a, a side quest. Oh, I love side quests. They always get me off on some goose chase. I love them too. They're so much fun and not productive whatsoever. That sounds fantastic. Let's go check it out. community poll time and i tweeted out from the show's twitter at warcraft casual so if you're not following the show on twitter follow the show right there at warcraft casual i made it really simple i wanted to know are you excited for horde and alliance to share mob tags in dragonflight and i asked that because the warcraft official twitter account tweeted it out are you ready for Horde and Alliance being able to share those mob tags of Dragonflight? So I wanted to know from my listeners, are you guys excited? 64.3 says, yes, it's about time. 7.1% said, nope, I hate the idea. And then 14.3 says, I don't care either way. And then 14.3% 4 said, I'm just excited for Dragonflight. And Sir Tinks a lot at Sloth McDuck on Twitter shared a it's about damn time gif with Lizzo in it. So they totally are in that party of yes, let's do it. It's about time. And then Scrubs versus the World Warcraft podcast account replied, if we can party together, why not? And I was like, right? Totally agree. It's just the finishing cherry on the grouping together Sunday. Because if you could already party together, like, why wouldn't you be able to share, you know, mob tags, right? So I think that's awesome. And plus, I think a lot of the time um, that would be really annoying, you know, like you're like, oh, I wanted to get this boss, but they already tagged it. So like, I'm just gonna, what? 
join in and help them anyways and not get credit or get credit. You know, it's pretty neat though. I'm excited for it. All right, it is Adventures in Azeroth time. I'm just gonna try to wing it. I don't have anything bulleted for me to remind myself of, so I may wander a bit, but I'm really gonna try not to. So obviously um, for my most of my time in Azeroth, I have spent in Howling Fjord in the Wrath of the Lich King Classic expansion. When uh, the expansion dropped, I had just hit level 68 and I was getting all those quests that are obviously, you can start getting quests um, over there in Northrend at 68. So I am just a few bars now from 70 and I like to take my time. I'm like, why rush, right? I mean, <laughs> It literally just dropped. Why would I rush? Because I don't want to burn myself out. I was like so close to burning myself out just trying to get eligible, right? So now um, what I did was there's a whole reason why it takes me so long to level. It's because I really honestly enjoy the journey. I snoop around. I check out stuff. Plus when I played Wrath, Back in the day, I didn't play from the Howling Fjord area, so this is all new to me. I started over in Borean Tundra, and it's just absolutely gorgeous over in Howling Fjord. So what I've done is I got trapped in the inn watching the little gnome dance for the bartender for a good five minutes. <laughs> hilarious. I love watching the interactions of the NPCs because there's always so many awesome Easter eggs. And it was funny to me because the dynamic between the two NPCs were so funny. The bartender is just staring ahead at the first stop. And I can't, th I can't think of the name. I think it starts with a V. That's all I know. And I'm not going to look. But it's like the first inn that you can set your hearth to when you land in, in um, Howling Fjord. So I caught this. I'm like, what an interesting little thing going on. There's this little gnome up here just busting a move on the bar, right? So I thought, I'm going to sit here and say it. And then all of a sudden, the, the bartender is like ignoring the gnome. Totally ignoring the gnome. Staring straight ahead with like a deadpan face. And this gnome is like carrying on a conversation with the bartender who's clearly ignoring him. And he's like, oh, you want me to dance on the bar? Cue the music, maestro. And then he just starts like busting a move and bumping and grinding on the bar. And the bartender is like not amused. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. And then I also thought that maybe the little bumping and grinding gnome would be my spirit gnome because it's totally something I would do if given that opportunity. So I thought that was hilarious. So about for five minutes, I think I even made a video and I shared it on Twitter because it was hilarious. So that's one of the reasons why I like to take my time leveling. There's a lot of, everybody plays their own way and everybody gets something different out of the game. So next up, I just started questing. I dove in and um, thankfully one of our guildies in the Lion Pride's Tabard on Pagel, if you're playing classic and you're looking for a home, head there. And um, Libs was leveled her butt off and then was letting, giving guildies uh, portals to Dalaran. So I was like, oh, bless her heart. So we got a portal to Dalaran. And then once I got to Dalaran, I set my hearth there and I thought, okay, now how do I get back home? 
How do I get back to questing? So then you have to like rack your brain. Okay, I guess I gotta. All right, I gotta I gotta take a portal to Stormwind and then go to Menthol or Menthol Harbor and then go back to the starting area and then fly to where I was questing. All right, lock, got it on lockdown. And then I thought, you know what I really need? I need to have flight paths that take me right to Dalaran. So then if I hearth there, that I could just fly back to where I'm questing. But in order to do that, I needed to run my level 69 butt through areas that were well over my level. <laughs> and in order to do so, I had to be really tactful on not aggroing everything in the area. And I did multiple times. My repair bills were ridiculous. And then thankfully, another kind guildie sent me some gear, crafted me some gear, and they're like, this will make your leveling experience easier for you. So thank you, Tumlo. And so that did help. And... I, and I said that because it smelled like uh, maple syrup. So then like all of the mobs are like, huh, 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 huh. and I, I think Zaldurak was a very trying area for me to try to one navigate Zaldurak without aggroing all of the freaking things because they were so aggressive and pissed off in Zaldurak. And I know because there's no, it's, there's no sun there. So everybody's like angry and depressed and, and they're not getting that vitamin D production over there in Zoldrak. So it makes complete sense. So, but I did it. I'm just going to fast forward to let you know, I totally did it. And not only did I get all of my flight path, I like, I have a full straight line from the Howling Fjord area to Dalaran. I also did it from Borean Tundra. I, I <laughs> took the, the boat from Stormwind to Borean Tundra, and then I made a path that way. And that was interesting, um, but I did it. And that's why I'm not level 70 yet. <laughs> so, ta-da! That's been my adventures in Azeroth questing. And plus, oh my gosh, there's a freaking quest in Howling Fjord. And I know you know it, it has those freaking bird nests on the side of the cliff. And I don't know, I felt like I needed to jump somehow to these bird nests, not reading the quest text. And after I died like about three times and had to find my body that fell on the various levels of the cliff, I'm like... I need to stop being lazy and read my freaking quest text. All right. So that's my adventures in Azeroth. <laughs> Maybe I'll be level 70 something by next time. My goal would have to be 72, but I'm also leveling a character in Final Fantasy <laughs> in the Lion's Pride Tavern Guild too. So that's another probably reason why. Because I am, I get distracted very easily. All right. Bye-bye. Welcome to Trade Chat, the place for extras, the place for spotlights, the place for in-game events. So first up, I want to spotlight the Warcraft podcast, well, and also the Good People in Gaming podcast, They're kind of branching out past World of Warcraft and spreading out more into gaming, and that is the third faction show. Now, the third faction show, you can find them on Twitter at third faction show that's third with the three not a t 
3 RD Faction Show. It's the Good People in Gaming podcast hosted by Bricko Stud and Miss Listra. And they will have a special guest or two on each fortnightly episode. So you can find more about the show at thirdfaction.com. And that is with the T on there. The thirdfaction.com. And I'm spotlighting them, one, because they're my guildies, two, because I think they're awesome, three, because I consider them friends, and four, because they invited me on their show and I got to do, I got to dust off my interviewing skills. I've only had like two other interviews. When I first started um, podcasting about 10 years ago, I did Realm Maintenance Podcast with Ro a long time ago, and then I also was on Behind the Avatar with Lita, and that was also a long time ago. So since then, I just... I didn't have time to do interviews, so I was so excited when they invited me on. So you can listen to that by going to the thirdfactionshow.com or looking for the Third Faction Show on your podcast players. And also in the show notes, I put the link there, and it's titled Cooking Up Some Game Hash with Harena. Our next trade chat item is an RP Dance of the Dead event. It's held October 21st and 22nd of this year, 2022. And they will have voice actor guests Patrick Seats and Patty Matson. It will be held on Moonguard. And um, the there's a Discord server for this event. I'm going, all of this obviously is in the show notes. So you can find that there. And there's a contact, which is Banch. I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you where you can find all this stuff. But what it is, is it's an RP event that's going to be held at Caradero Island in the Western Plaguelands on the Moodguard US server. All RP servers are welcome, they say. Within the borders of Loradoran, autumn was celebrated by a great harvest festival. The kingdom has fallen and its cities are twisted mockery of what they once were. With the return of Kelia Menethil to her people and the formation of the Desolate Council. There have been curious whispers in the north of clandestine games and hunger for the Forsaken to regain their legitimacy on the world stage. Though wanted posters were not issued publicly, and yet blood has flown in the north. Once more, hunting horns in Loradoran sounded off as the Forsaken gathered to celebrate their liberation from the grips of the Lich King and the way they know best, the Tournament of Blood Sport and Dark Arts. So you have Dance of the Dead with the live special voice actor guest appearances, Patrick Seitz, which does Arthas and Garage, and Patty Matson that voices Sylvanas. So there's also um, prizes that are going to be given out at the event, and um, that's all in this. And this is also, um, this account is also on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, just follow the account Dance of the Dead underscore, and then you can, um, they link their Discord right there, and you can ask any questions and stuff and find that out. But they also did a forum post on the Warcraft forum. If you want to head there and find out more about that, head to the Retail Moonguard forums, and then they have it posted there, and it's titled Dance of the Dead. And then also in the show notes at, at 
Um, just go to Cozy Podcast Network and then head to the Casually Casual Cast tab. It'll take you right to the website where the show notes and episodes and all that are if you want to check out that way. They say all factions, Alliance, Horde, and Neutral are welcome. There's an organizer sign-up contact person. Um, and then there's requirements. Players taking part in the D20 dueling. There's um, events, tournaments, all kinds of cool stuff. Jousting stuff like that going on so it sounds like a really amazing thing to even if you're not going to participate in the events to just hang out and watch it all take place it's got to it just sounds amazing so once again if you forgot this is taking place um there's signups if you want to do the pvp dueling and stuff like that you have to sign up but the event itself is taking place October 21st and October 22nd. So you definitely want to head to the Discord channel. And then this is on the Moon Guard server US and um, at Caradero Island in the Western Plaguelands. So check that out if this sounds like something you're interested in. Alright, and now carrying on with more in-game events. There's the Pet Battle bonus event that is going on right now. And this is a quest that awaits you in Oribos. Or if you forget to pick it up there, you can actually start it with your adventure journal. And the quest requirement needs you to win five pet battles versus another player with a team of three level 25 pets. And the reward you get is one ultimate battle training stone. And then there's also a passive bonus. All pet battle experience gains are increased by 100%. And then jump into the this week's PvP Brawl in Deep Wind Dunk that will be taking place October 11th to October 18th and this is where you will be racing to claim balls from the map center or northern or southern mines and take them to your enemy's base and then go for a magnificent long-range shot or go all in for the dunk in the next week's PvP event is the Shadow Pen Showdown where you'll be stepping into tighter tiger tighter tiger peaks arena and getting ready for the shadow pan showdown you'll race for a control of a center control point to activate one of two bosses the first to kill the other team's boss wins and that's fires up on october 18th and will run to october 25th and there's the event everybody's waiting for hollow's end it is the spooky celebration of the Forsaken breaking away from the Scourge. The holiday is celebrated all across Azeroth with trick-or-treating, apple bobbing, and more. This holiday is an in-game version of Halloween, though it's not only a one-day event. Tricky treats are obtained throughout dailies and the pumpkin spread throughout inns across the map, and you will get two treats for every inn you visit as a one-time only reward along with a potential for a mask, wand, or other fun holiday item. You then will spend the tricky treats at vendors outside of your capital cities. And then... Just to wrap up this Halloween-inspired um, episode, we have Hollow's End, and then we're going to slide in to an oldie but goodie. This is Halloween WoW collab extravaganza. This has been out for quite a long time. 
this particular WoW collab parody for This Is Halloween was put out by PvP Girl 10 years ago, and it has an entire list of voices that are guest starring in it. Tegan the Rogue, Oxhorn, Nim, Jesse Cox, Kamara Kai, Sharm of Azeroth, Ravensliff, Ariel Rogers, Genki, Quizotica, Giggy, Wick, Dan Orgrath, Candace McCarty, Bloodvane, Woe Pears, and Ian Deuce Boyle. Those are all the voices that you'll hear in this 12-year-old, 12-year-old wow collab extravaganza called This Is Halloween. So let's take a listen. of the night, heed your queen's call. I join you in celebration of this most revered of nights, the night we forsaken broke the scourge's yoke of oppression. It is this night that our enemies fear us the most. It is this night that we show our enemies what it means to stand against the Forsaken. We burn the effigy of the Wickerman as a symbol of our struggle against those who would oppose us. We wear the ashes of the burnt Wickerman as a symbol of our never-ending fight against those who would enslave us. Now is the time to shake the world to its foundations. Now is the time to remind those who would enslave us that we shall never yield. Now is the time of the Forsaken. Power to the Forsaken, now and forever. Something's waiting at your pounds and how you'll breathe. This is Halloween. Red and black, lady. 
October in Azeroth. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Casually Casual Cast. You can tweet the show on Twitter at Warcraft Casual. You can email the show at casuallycasualcast at gmail.com and you can find past episodes, show notes, and all everything else about the show at acasualcast.wordpress.com or go to thecozypodcastnetwork.com where you can access this show and more shows I host. You can also follow me on Twitter at Horena, H-A-R-A-I-N-N-A. And if you want to help support the show, just leave a review wherever you can and share it and retweet it out. It is greatly appreciated. Happy travels to you. Until next time, I'll see you later, Ezerothians. Bye!
May our paths cross again. I'll always treasure our time together. Goodbye. Peace. Or not. In my native tongue, my name means dances with tassels. <laughs> 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 <laughs>